This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay, and I've got my longtime caddy, business owner. Bro, you got 100 rounds of golf under your belt from the PGA Tour, along with you're an author, successful business guy, you built and sold a business, and now you're just kind of traveling the world and hanging out, man. Welcome to the show. Good morning. What are you buttering me up for? What do you want? Do you have any money? I need to borrow a little bit of your dough that you've made. <laughs> no, I spent it all traveling around the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like always, our show is brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. Man, we so appreciate Ron Doherty and the Doherty Business team, what they do for our community, what they're doing with Access Point around the country, just a variety of really great things. So we really appreciate Darty and their support for the show. Uh, we formulated the show like Around the Golf, and our first segment is called the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by the Gateway section of the PGA. Folks, I don't want you to forget, tonight, tonight at 4 o'clock, we are going to be doing a live show from Wild Crush. 13360 Clayton Road, Suite 105. We want to thank um, the Gateway section, which uh, is the presenting sponsor of the on the range segment and we appreciate those men and women in our community that make our golf experience so much better as well as jeff thornhill he with TaylorMade golf thorny and his wife kim came by wild crush the other day and uh just a great really great people they supply us with a dozen tp5 golf balls to give away each week to some lucky listener so just send me an email j at jdelsingolf.com and that's J-A-Y spelled out on both ends there, and you'll be entered into the drawing. We'd love to hear from you regarding the new format of our show. We will to hear from you about the start um, uh, next week. Danny Mack and I are dropping the national podcast called Beyond the Fairways. And uh, so we've had some great guests so far, and Pearlie and I have been able to have some of their excerpts on our show. We started with David Faraday. Then we went to the great Tom Watson. Last week was Lee Trevino. And this week, we are dropping in some sound bites from Alan Shipnuck. Now, if you guys don't know Alan, Alan is a, he's a golf writer and a, just a great writer in general. And he wrote this most recent book is titled Phil, the Rip-Roaring Biography of Golf's Most colorful superstar and man it is an easy read folks it is a great read before we get into some of alan's drop-ins that we have for alan you know it's interesting john because i got to know alan pretty dang well he really has an affinity he really likes phil mickelson deep down you know that yeah, kind of, but man, it's it's edgy, isn't it? Maybe that's why why the book's interesting. It is, right, Pearl, because I think I think that the more this onion got peeled away, the more you understand Phil is really a complicated guy. Let's let's get into this first drop in by Alan. I asked Alan, why did you write this book? I mean, it was really thirty years in the making. My first year um, covering the tour at Sports Illustrated was 1994, and that was really Phil's second full season out there. And 
I was just, I was always drawn to him. You know, he's a charismatic guy. We know that he's really fun to watch. We weren't that far apart in age and we shared California roots and I became friendly with Amy and Bones and the people around them. They were all great talkers. You know, it's one of the, one, it's one of the secrets to Phil's popularity is that even when he was like standoffish with the media or just would just blow us off entirely after a bad round, the people around him were always agreeable. They, they'd still fill up your notebook. Our, our careers kind of paralleled um, each other. And, you know, having gone through all the ups and downs with Phil, you know, vicariously when he was a can't miss kid and then he couldn't win the big one. And then he finally broke through and then looked like he was on the verge of supplanting Tiger. And then he set himself on fire at Wingfoot. And then, then, you know, then he won, he, you know, he won the masters for Amy and she had cancer and then played maybe the greatest round of his life at Muirfield. Like um, it was just, it's been very cinematic his whole career. And then you, you throw in all the controversies, all the, um, all the times he's, he's, you know, he's just a natural born muckraker. That's what, <laughs> one of the things I've always liked about Phil. I mean, he loves to stir the pot and some people might say the same thing about me. So it was just, he had a, a big complicated life and that, that lends itself to a really good story. There's a lot of reasons to write a book, but I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it, it is. It's, but it, 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 how would we write a book about each other? I mean, it's, it's such, it's, it's more than a fine line. It's, it's clearly stepping over the line, just trying not to step over it too far. It seems like, it seems like to me. Well, because when this thing came out, Alan told Phil he was going to write this book, and he kind of had Phil's blessing until this LIV thing got out of hand and became this monster that could Phil couldn't control himself. And and oh boy, is this uh, it's it's been interesting. And I loved Alan's next soundbite, Pearl, that we talk about him as he describes. Phil Mickelson. Exceedingly complex and contradictory. There are multitudes that live within him. Everything you've ever heard about Phil is probably true. I mean, he can be incredibly generous and gracious. We know he's uh, extremely classy in defeat. Uh, he's done a lot of large-scale philanthropy and many random acts of kindness. And there's a real human heart in there somewhere. And there's a, a lot of great things to celebrate about Phil. And I, I did that in the book. But at the same time, there's a whole other side to him where he can be scheming and vindictive and petty and intensely selfish and greedy. And we all have our, our layers. We all have our, our complexities, but with him, it's really exaggerated. Um, it's, it's an incredible polarity. And so, um, that's what I'd say about Phil. I mean, he's just, he's all over the place and that, that's what makes him interesting. Man, he talks now and I have an entirely different perception of him. And it's almost as this much more tragic, John, than I ever did before. So why is that? You were out there when he was out there for a long time. Maybe you didn't have a ton of interaction, but what are some of your personal interactions with Phil that that gave you clues or gave you feelings and, and not try not to be so influenced by the book but yeah what what's your first-hand knowledge john i'll give you a perfect example we're on a range in san diego we're playing at tory hell pro you may have even been caddying for me because i know you you looped on there several times but we had a um a local tv person coming by with a camera 
and asking us what we'd be doing if we weren't playing on the PGA Tour. She was doing this story, and it was really interesting because Phil was hitting balls next to us. And they came to me, and I said, oh, man, I, I love the fact that I'm on the PGA Tour, but I would like to either be playing an MLB, a Major League Baseball player, or I would love to be a musician. I, I'm horrible at music, but, and, you know, we just kind of went on, and she said, oh, no one said that before. So we talked a little bit, and then she went That's to, not a surprise. That's no. not a surprise that nobody said that before. No, I know. I was kind of out on an island out there, wasn't I? Anyway, so then, anyway, Phil's right next to us, and she says, Phil, this is a cool story. You know, thanks for agreeing to do this. Here's what we're doing. And he goes, oh, man, that'd be easy. There's only one thing that I would be, and that would be a politician. And she said, really? No one has said that either. You would be a politician. And he said, yeah. And she said, why? And he said, because I have a better perspective than everyone else. John, (laughs) I thought he was teasing and I stared no. in that moment, John, and he was not. And it was terrifying. Well, then he was right. He should be a politician if that's the way he thinks it. And he should be terrified. John, it was one of those things where I just went, what? He really said that? And and she kind of, his response back to her kind of ended the conversation, John. There was nowhere to go. <laughs> wow. I know. Wow, that does say a lot. That does say a lot. Well, I was, I was just kind of intrigued by... People were happy that it kind of came out, and uh, some people were. I think there was a lot more people that kind of felt the undertone of uh, of Phil than than the cameras pick up, because they certainly treat him like a superstar and uh, beloved by all uh, when he's on TV. Yeah. Yep, there's no doubt about that. All right, so the next soundbite I thought was really interesting because I asked Alan, was there anything in the book that you left out that you went, man, I wish I had to put that in? There was really only one. It was just a, it was a gambling anecdote where, you know, John Hawkins, who was a, kind of a mainstay of the golf beat in the 2000s, and he goes into the locker with Phil and he wants to interview him. He goes like, hold on a sec, and Phil pulls out his phone and proceeds to make a huge number of bets. I think it was college basketball. This is at the height of all the rumors too, like uh, about Phil's gambling that Callaway had to had to you know pay off his gambling debts, and all this stuff was floating around in the golf world forever. And for him to be so open for a reporter was shocking. I can only imagine John Hawkins sitting next to Phil's locker as Phil is placing these bets on college basketball, and it just went on and on and on, and his jaw must have dropped. It's almost like people. W- want to get caught or want to be outed outed that's the word thank you that i was looking for and you wonder why that is and it seemed like no matter how hard he tried for a long time it still didn't happen lastly i thought this was probably the most interesting what were some of the other players responses to this book and to writing this book you know what's been so interesting is how many have sought me out to to thank me for writing the book tell me how much they enjoyed it and about half, at least a half dozen players had something along the lines of, you know, somebody needed to write the truth about Phil because we, we've known who he is this whole time and fans haven't. And so it was almost like some catharsis that there was a full and complete examination of Phil's life. And, you know, John, it just goes, it speaks about the community, the tight knitness of the PGA Tour. I'm not sure if that's a word or not, but there's that fraternity, John, and there's just 125 to 150 guys traveling around every week, and everybody knows what everybody else is doing. Well, that, it's been that way for forever, but back in the Arnie days and the Jack days and the Hogan days, 
they kept most of it under wraps. But uh, as the years have gone by, as we know, with social media, et cetera, not too many secrets out there that are kept for too terribly long. It's one of those things where you can't really go out and say anything. No one really goes out and says anything bad about another player. Very seldom. Now, John, with LIV and now where there's this this distinctive divide, it's much easier uh, for, for people to kind of take shots at the guys that are on one side of the fence or the other. One of the things that we I want to talk about, and we could get get into it on the um, the nineteenth hole because we do have our interview with uh, Blake Sharamitero. He is the um, an instructor down at Family Golf and Learning Center. But John, what Phil said about if there was a Ryder Cup match between LIV and the PGA Tour, and <laughs> Phil just went off. He just went off and said that LIV would smash the PGA Tour, and that is comical. They're 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 they're, they're chumming for a fight. This is like the prize fighters that uh, go back and forth and banter back and forth and get everybody to buy the tickets. Well, before we go to the interview with Blake Sharamitero, we are going to do the tip of the cap segment. The tip of the cap is brought to you by the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303 and our buddy Colin Burnt. Today, I'm tipping my cap John, you're going to love this group. I don't know why it's taken me so long to, to bring them out, but the Evans Scholarship and the Evans Scholar Program. It's oh, alive yeah. and well. It's at almost every country club around the country. It provides uh, scholarships to the, to the men and women that are in these caddy programs to the local state universities. And it is a phenomenal program. It's been going on for probably close to a hundred years, John. It was alive and well when we were kids, the Evans scholarship program, folks, if you're not familiar with it, look it up. It's fantastic. And it is supporting young men and women in the game of golf through the caddies all the way through college, and it's just fantastic, John. I think it is fantastic. We've had friends through the years that have gone through that, and it's quite uh, – I've only seen positives to, to that program. It's absolutely great, and that's the tip of the cap. It's brought to you by the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood and our friend Colin Burnt. 314-966-0303. Folks, if you need any sort of vehicle, just send me an email, call me, do whatever. I will personally introduce you to Colin. Hurley's got a Colin vehicle. I've got a Colin vehicle. Joe, my daughter's got a Colin vehicle. He's fantastic. He can take care of all of your needs. Well, that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. But don't go anywhere because we've got our interview with Blake Sharamitero. He is down at Family Golf and Learning Centers. Folks, if you can, subscribe to Beyond the Fairways. That's our new national podcast. Beyond the Fairways with an S. And Pearlie and I will be right back with the front nine and our interview with Blake. And as always, the Golf with Jay Delsing show is brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. We'll be right back. That was On the Range with Jay Delsing. For news on the latest golf equipment tips and to ask Jay a question, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. Coming up, it's the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. I love having Doherty Business Solutions as the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. You already know that they're the number one largest IT consulting firm and the largest software developer in the St. Louis region. You also know that there are over 2,500 Doherty teammates in 30 states and three countries around the world. 
But what you may not be aware of is what Doherty Business Solutions does right here in our own community. They were the sponsor for the first Advocate PGA event at Glen Echo this past September. Doherty Business Solutions was also a presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. They have created Access Point, which builds diversity in the IT workforce. This is a game changer in our community. Literally, hundreds of mostly young African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 per year jobs right out of high school, and that training begins in high school. Darty Business Solutions believes talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. Ron Darty, our founder at Darty Business Solutions, is the chair of the 2023 Heartball, supporting local, the local American Heart Association Foundation. These are just a few examples of the positive things Darty Business Solutions is doing right now in our community. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. This is Paul Lazinger, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delphine. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. This is the Front Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Front Nine is presented by the Ascension Charity Classic, September 5th through the 10th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Find out more at ascensioncharityclassic.com. This is Jay, and I'm sitting down this morning with Blake Charmatero. He is a teacher down at Family Golf and Learning Center. Blake, good morning. Good morning, Jay. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Blake, I know the great work that you've done with the Junior League. I know some of these other things that we're going to talk about later, but I want the folks to get some background. T- talk to us a little bit about how you started in the game, why you love it, and and, and what got you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up in St. Louis area. I grew up in Baldwin. I think I was probably a little bit of the tiger effect you know i was born in 85 so you know i started playing when i was in you know 1997 1998 which is right when he's winning that first masters and kind of changing the game so um you know i didn't start real young like some kids do but i picked it up pretty quickly and, and really got into the competitive um sort of sense of the game you know within a year or two of, of starting so um you know i think that a competitive nature of me growing up playing tons of sports baseball hockey soccer um you know really helped me in the game of golf early on but 
you know, I practiced a ton. I loved grinding it, digging it out of the dirt, and then just kind of fell in love with the game. You know, I, I went to school in Denver at Regis University, played Division Two there, and then, you know, I, I graduated in 2008, and the economy wasn't doing very good at the time, so my, my economics degree wasn't doing me a whole lot, and so had an opportunity to get in the golf business, and, and here we are, you know, many years later, um, still loving it and, and growing the game as, as much as I possibly can. Blake, it's really interesting. Um, Danny Mack and I were interviewing Tom Watson probably about a month ago or so, and you hit on something that t- the great Tom Watson and Jack Nicholas mentioned that's not happening enough for kids these days, and you said you played other sports, and it helped you play golf and play golf better. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, I think I, um, you know, I played a lot of sports early on and kind of found out what I liked and what I didn't like. And then so by the time I got to high school and realized I really loved golf and some of the other sports were taking up more time than I probably wanted to focus on my game. Um, you know, I was kind of able to make that decision to, you know, not necessarily my parents or anybody, for, but for me to say, hey, you know, golf's what I want to do and, and, and everyone supported me with that. You know, we, uh, we coach a lot of, you know, two, three sport athletes on at Family Golf, and I'm sure a lot of other instructors do too. I'll tell you right now, hockey players are great golfers. You know, baseball players can hit the ball a long way. So, you know, other sports, they can develop the, the, the physical skills to hit a golf ball really, really well. And obviously we see that in professional sports. There's a lot of good golfers out there, you know. So um, we do think it's important. You don't have to just play golf. Obviously some kids just love golf and play other sports for fun, but it is cool to see, um, you know, some, some kids out there playing some, some different things. You mentioned the Tiger Woods effect, and we're we're watching it every single moment of every single swing we see on on television. Did you ever imagine the distances that some of these young men and even women now are are, are hitting the golf ball? Yeah, it's incredible. The uh, the three hundred yard drive isn't really a big deal anymore. It's like the three hundred yard three wood at times. Um, it's incredible the ball speeds you see on TV. Um, you know, assuming those are TrackMan numbers and they're extremely accurate. I mean, nobody has a 160, 65 ball speed anymore on the big tour. You know, so it's a, uh, it's wild. I mean, there's certainly some equipment involved, but I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday about this. Look, athletes are bigger, faster, stronger, and every sport it seems. I mean, my gosh, you watch that Super Bowl. That's the fastest group of athletes you know I think I've ever seen on a field. So um, it's not just golf, but obviously Obviously, um, golf is reaping some benefits with some equipment changes, but, um, you know, these college programs, these junior programs, you know, getting kids in the gym early. I mean, we do it at Family Golf, and so, you know, it's the, the game has changed. There's no doubt about it. And I want to get to Family Golf in a minute, but I was watching, and we had Taylor Twelman um, in the studio not too long ago, and he was talking about how much he thought the average golfer would benefit from watching the LPGA player more so than the PGA Tour player. I've been saying that for years. Have you got an opinion to weigh in on that? I 100% agree. Um, You know, I teach every day. I have... PGA Tour averages and LPGA Tour averages of TrackMan numbers on a graph right next to where I teach. And just simply based off of speed, right, um, you know, the average LPGA number, even the average male is probably even a little bit lower than theirs. But it's kind of hard to look at these PGA Tour numbers and think that you should have that launch, that spin, that speed when it's not really attainable. You know, I like watching LPGA. Don't get me wrong. There's some big hitters out there, too. But, you know, those girls, they, they play the course like it's built to play, you know, out to the dog leg, around the dog 
dog leg, whatever it is. So um, there is a little bit of overpowering golf courses, but no doubt about it, you could watch some course management 101 all day long at LPGA Tour. And their putting wedge game, I mean, their hybrid game, my gosh, they're, they're, they're so accurate. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, those girls can really play, and they're getting better all the time. When I watch Nellie Corda play, it reminds me, of a, a young Tiger Woods playing out there with her constituents. You know, she plays a strong, powerful, yet elegant sort of game. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a pretty smooth golf swing. I know some of the some of the instructors and different people are saying that might be the best swing in the world. But um, yeah, they make it look effortless. It, it really probably is for them for the most part. Um, you know, but uh, you know, see some girls like Lexi Thompson putting a little more into it. You know, just far as like the way it looks. But you know, they all hit it. They all hit it pretty darn pure. Okay, so let's transition a little bit to Family Golf and Learning Center. Adam Betts, his and 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 your team, his team, they've. You've created something super special, and and I want people to hear this. For all levels, we're not just talking about the elite golfer. Anybody that loves the game, there's something for them at Family Golf and Learning Center. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think our overall goal with Family Golf was to change the way that golf was viewed and the way people practice around St. Louis and to provide that facility for them. And from, you know, beginner, juniors, beginner, adult, all the way to advanced players, college players. You know, one of my students just signed with a new school two days ago. Um, So, you know, it just we have we have program, not only group programs for basically any ability level, but certainly a wide range of instructors that can help with, um, you know, regardless of what you want. You know, we do all kinds of little group programs for certain families or companies or groups of people. We can kind of cater, uh, you know, to whatever anybody really wants us to do. I'm visiting with Blake Sheramatera down from Family Golf and Learning Center. And Blake, let's say that someone is has really wanted to play the game, but they've been a little bit too nervous, too intimidated, so to speak. Maybe it's a woman, maybe it's a young man, what, whomever. Give us, let's walk them through this because one of the things I love when I go to Family Golf and Learning Centers, there's a wide variety of action going on in all sorts of different places, whether the double decker tee, the inside short game facility. I love the short game lab. There's a lot there for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just say you're a beginner, you're nervous to go to a facility, you know, what do we do, right? So we made it real easy. You can walk up and, and put a credit card in the machine, not even come inside, talk to anybody. Um, we'd love you to come in and chat with us, but in general, you can go grab a bucket of balls. The the spots on the driving range, whether it's the grass tees or turf tees, are all first come, first serve. You can get a bucket size. You know, we have different sizes there. Pick it up go hit balls and you're off and running. You know, we book online for our golf course, our simulators, our short game area. So you can book stuff there without even calling. You can always call the golf shop and ask questions. We have a lesson inquiry tab on our website. So you can all, we, we, we see those come in all the time where people are just asking general questions. And then our director of instruction will then send that form out to whoever, whichever instructor he thinks that would fit um, that student's needs the best. Yeah. And so we have that customization ability where, you know, <clears throat> when you're getting a lesson, we're going to get into this a little bit, but when you're getting a lesson, the personality and connecting with the the pupil and the student, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Communication is a big part of golf instruction. You know, you have to be able to communicate sometimes the same thing and 
three, four, five ways, depending on how that student learns, you know, whether they're visual, auditory, you know, feel, whatever it might be, usually a combination of the few. But um, yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can talk to people and, and create that experience. I mean, that's part of a golf lesson is that experience. You know, we have a lot of people that they come in and say, you know, I, well, I'm watching these YouTube videos and I'm trying to figure this out. It's like, well, why don't you come over here and let's just figure out what you need to work on. Right. right? That's, let's, let's, let's break that down even further, Blake. If, if someone's coming in for their first lesson with you, let's walk them, them through what your ideal would be. Yeah. So a first lesson, obviously get there a few minutes early to get warmed up. You don't need to hit a big full bucket by any means, but warm up for a few minutes. Um, I'm going to chat with you for a little bit just to get some background about your game, your history, physical limitations, things like that. And then what I do is I basically explain to somebody, look, today we're both going to learn a lot, right? I'm going to figure out what's going on with your golf game. We're going to figure out what issues you have with your ball flight. And then I'm going to give you some things to be working on, right? So um, either it's a 30-minute or a 60-minute lesson, you know, we're going to get some things figured out and you're going to leave here with, you know, very specific uh, plan of action and then come back down the road and we'll check in on it. Yeah. And it's, and it's a, it's a multi-step process. I mean, first of all, having that connection with your teacher is a big deal, especially for someone like me. I want to feel that connection. It's going to help me learn and appreciate what you're saying uh, uh, to a, oh, just a better level. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's fun to see whether it's kids, adults, whoever it is, you know, engaging in a great shot, right? They hit this big high draw and they're used to hitting this big high fade and or whatever it is. And so it's, it's fun to see people who want to get better. It's, um, you know, you, you asked about ideal earlier. We love when a student comes back and goes, hey, I've worked on this 10 times and look at this thing. You know, this thing's drawing now and now it's not low. It's up in the air. And wow, I have a great problem. I've gained 30 yards in my seven iron, you know, whatever it is. And so that's what we love to see. You know, at times, it, you know, people are busy and, and the practice doesn't always happen. Um, so I find that out for my students and I'll give them things they can do in their basement or in their backyard or the garage. And, you know, there's, there's things you could do where if you don't have the time to come hit balls, um, you can still work on whatever maybe swing change we're trying to do. Yeah, it's interesting too, Blake, because the information's in the golf ball, isn't it? The golf ball doesn't lie. When it gets hit a certain way and it reacts a certain way, there's reasons for it. Yeah, ball flight doesn't lie, right? I uh, I completely agree. And, you know, we, I think for me as a, as a young player, I used to hit a, a fairly pronounced draw. We'll call it sometimes a hook. And so, you know, we didn't have launch monitors and things back then to talk a lot about club path and club face. And so, you know, I'm big on that. I want my students to understand why the ball is going where it goes. Um, you know, and, and most people, once they understand that and maybe see some numbers, they can, uh, they can really kind of focus in on what they're trying to change. Okay, so we know that you've done great work with the Junior League, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in our second segment. But when giving a lesson to an adult versus a, uh, a child or a youngster, give us a little bit of, of the difference in, in some of the things that you do, it, whether it's a little boy or a little girl. Yeah, I think um – you know, I would say with a junior golfer, probably going to focus. I mean, if it's, let's say it's a younger beginner junior golfer, right? We're not going to talk a lot about um, any sort of track man numbers or ball, you know, a lot of ball flight stuff. We're talking fundamentals, right? Grip, 
stance, alignment, posture, things like that, um, which isn't all that much different if I was doing the teach a beginner adult, you know, I think it would be more tailored on the level of junior or the level of the adult, right? And, um, you know, you can, you know, make it a little bit more fun for the kids versus a little bit more serious for the adults. But I think maybe a good mix is good for both, really. There may be a message in there. I don't know about those adults. We all want to have some fun. But yeah. one of the things, Blake, that I think, and we're going to wrap it up with this, um, one of the things I think that is essential um, uh, to the success at Family Golf and Learning Center is the part three, is the fact that you can go from the lesson tee straight out and go, go, go almost give it a test run, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a it's an ideal course for us to be able to introduce the game to a lot of people. And where's the first place you should go when you get introduced to the game is, is a par three, right? And so not all the holes are short. We can get up to about 150, 60 yards. And so we love having that sort of intermediary between um, the driving range, the golf lesson, the practice area. And then hey, I'm not ready for 18 holes or nine holes on a Saturday morning yet, but um, we, we, we love having that option. That's fantastic. And that's going to wrap up the front nine. But don't go anywhere. I'll be back with Blake on the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delta. That was the front nine, presented by the Ascension Charity Classic. Coming up, it's the back nine and more of golf with Jay Delsing. This is Jay Delsing. Did you know that Marcone is the largest authorized appliance parts distributor in the world? That's right. The largest in the world. Did you know that Marcone is based right here in our backyard of St. Louis, Missouri? Well, that's pretty impressive. What's more impressive is the way that they give back to the St. Louis community and our region. CEO Jim Sowers has donated service dogs to the wounded servicemen and women of our armed forces. Suites at St. Louis Blues Games have been donated and auctioned off in which all proceeds were given to the backstoppers. Then there was the Marcone Police and Firefighters Viewing Deck at the Ascension Charity Classic this past year. It was a huge success. So much so that it's being implemented on other tour stops around on the PGA Tour. To Jim Sowers and his incredible team at Marcone, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Marcone, a proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. Powers Insurance and Risk Management combines 200 years of experience and cutting-edge products to deliver exceptional service, value, and clarity to their clients. Powers Insurance will deliver the highest quality property and casual insurance programs and strategic planning consultation services in the industry. Insurance can be overwhelming and confusing. It can be tough to understand. Powers Insurance simplifies it for you and your business. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you by providing ongoing assistance, consultation, and service that will help you control your insurance expenses and your workplace safety. Find out how Powers Insurance can help you. Visit powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com. This is the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. 
The Back Nine is presented by Pro-Am Golf, located in Brentwood. See what Pro-Am Golf can do for you. Hey, welcome back. Jay's here, and I've got Blake Charmatera with me, and we're headed to the Back Nine. Blake, let's talk about, let's just talk about the Junior League. It's what we talked about off-air You've, you've just made some great strides at Family Golf and Learning Center. Talk us through this. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the PGA Junior League is probably, in my mind, the, the best initiative the PGA of America has sort of ever put forth in my time as a golf professional. And it started, you know, several years ago, and it's grown um, immensely um, from there. You know, I started Junior League in, in Denver, Colorado, and so I wasn't sure what to expect with it when I came to St. Louis, but um, you know it's it's bigger than and better than ever here here in St. Louis. It's cool to see a lot of courses, private or public, taking um, part of this program and kind of creating this really cool team atmosphere for kids. So um, you know we have a 13U and a 17U at Family Golf. Um, and we have weekly practices, matches. The 13U is all in-house, so we play all of those matches on our par 3 course. And then the 17U, we play matches and scrimmages and different things on the par 3, as well as play some other clubs around town. And then there's an all-star team. There are playoffs for it. Our 17U team has qualified for the uh, the regionals, which is the end of the road for 17U the last couple of years, uh, which is just a really, really fun sort of highlight for me every year is getting to coach those teams. Well, so... It's interesting because when you break down this PGA League Junior League, it's they've incorporated this team concept that 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 makes this so much more inclusive for everybody, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, and I'm sure you the same, you know, team golf started at high school. There was nothing really as a kid. And so it's an awesome program. They play scramble, whether it's two or three person scramble. You don't have to be a well-advanced player to play in it. You know, my advice for parents is um, whether your your child is beginner or intermediate or advanced, as long as they can play nine holes on their own without a parent kind of assisting them, they're fine for the junior league. You know, especially in the 13U where we play on our par three course, if they hit a bad shot and their partner hits a good one they pick their ball up and, and go play so it's very inclusive um, it's a really good mix of boys and girls the age ranges are awesome um, whether it's young you know middle or older and uh, they all kind of help each other out and just have a good time and Blake they've gotten as far as doing uniforms and t-shirts and numbers and things like that and it's just I see these kids and the joy that they're experiencing it's almost like a a bonafide, you know, little league or a, or a pop Warner, you know, they've, they've incorporated some of the fun team elements into the golf and it's really working. Yeah, absolutely. Jersey handout day is always fun at practice. You know, they get hats and, and little team bags and, um, you know, the kids love them. There's a really cool app that PGA provides for us, and and you can track everyone's stats and the team stats and um, RSVP for matches, and it's it's really cool. I, I wish it was it was around when I was a kid. It wasn't, but um, it's it's awesome to be a part of it now and let these kids uh, you know have fun with it. And you guys obtained a super high level here at Family Golf. Yeah, we've the program's grown a lot. You know, a couple years ago, we cut it off a little bit with COVID and, and all the uh, kind of restrictions as far as how many people you could sort of have in a, in a gathering. But ever since then, it, it's taken off quite a bit. And, and uh, the 17U program, I know that they don't really have any sort of ranking system for that but i know we we for sure have the biggest 17u program anywhere around here and i would guess probably one of the biggest in the country and i think uh, I, uh, the thing that i read is 11th largest in the in the nation and when you talk about that it needs to be 
understood that there's a massive um, a differentiator between a seasonal place like St. Louis and a place where you're going to be in Arizona or Southern Cal or South Florida where you're going to get to play all year round. Those are big numbers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, if you if you lived in Florida or somewhere where you have you know warm weather all year, you can do spring, winter, fall. You know, you know, winter, whatever leagues you want. Basically, for us, we just do a summer which starts in May, and then we do a fall league which starts right after school gets going. So, yeah, it's cool to be a part of. We have several instructors that you know coach our program um, alongside me, and we uh, we have a blast with it. There's no doubt about it. This is Jay Delsing, and I'm visiting with Blake Sharmatura from. Uh, Family Golf and Learning Center. Blake, this is a great kind of segue. We t- we've talked about the the juniors. We've also talked about anyone getting a lesson. Let's kind of blend these two in. You just uh, mentioned one of your better junior players, I think, got a scholarship or, or signing to play at the, at, at the next level. Let's kind of walk the parents through that process. So they start it. You know, and and I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that would love to get connected with you, but they're not sure how. Yeah, so, you know, as far as the the whole college scholarship thing, golf's different, right? You know, you don't have – there's the recruiting is up to the parents and the individual a lot of times, right? I mean, the the coaches obviously recruit, but if you're trying to get your name out there, um, and we do help with that. You know, Rob Sidorsik and I both run competitive junior programs where part of the program is – helping with um, resumes and tra- stat tracking and, and building things up to and, and videos and to send to some coaches. So um, they can always get a hold of me, Blake at familygolfonline.com. Um, our website, www.familygolfonline.com. We have all of our instructor tabs, information, online booking. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to get a hold of us. And I, I just want to reiterate to the folks out there that, that this we're, the family golf is a one-stop shop. They can they can hang out with you. They can get better at their game. They can play the par three. They can work on the short game. We've got a you know a grill. You can get a sandwich. You know these kids can spend. I was one of these kids that spent all day long at the golf course. You know you can th- this can happen down there. Absolutely. We have, um, I, uh, I always call it kind of the babysitter, but we have, um, we have a lot of kids that will get, will, they'll get dropped off in the summertime when school's out and they'll, they all kind of have their memberships and they'll hit balls and have lunch and go play golf with all their buddies. And they'll be out there for several hours. It's a great place to be. Um, you know, adults kind of do the same thing. You know, we have uh, we have an on-staff chiropractor, doc, Dr. Zach Cutler. We have a gym upstairs. We have a lot of our, um, you know, our members for the driving range and the golf course who have now kind of joined our gym. And so now they're, they're working out at the facility. And so that's, like you said, you hit the nail on the head, one-stop shop. We have, you know, everything but an 18-hole championship golf course. We've got it. And, and uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And Zach is, is a disciple of our buddy, Mike Murphy, who's an avid golfer and a, and a great guy. And he's been helping keep our bodies loose and or looser and, and and get us back on the golf course we appreciate appreciate murph and his um uh, kind of his tree of, of of folks that he sent out into the game so how uh, so blake the um registration is open 
for the junior league. It's already open. It actually starts in May, right? So the uh, first practices start in May. We kind of wait till school is about out because everyone's kind of busy with all their other stuff. If you go to our website, we actually have a pop-up just on the front screen. So as soon as you go to our website, it's right there, right in front of your face. Click on that. It'll take you to the junior league page. It has all the information for the 13U. It has all the information for the 17U. You click on either of those register tabs that takes you to the PGA Junior League website, which is where you have to register. Parents get them all set up and they're good to go. So we start making the schedules and forming all of it exactly once we have a better idea of how many players we'll have. Usually we do a full round robin in that 13U. So we get about six or seven teams for our program. And then the 17U, we wait and, we, you know, I already have matches set up with different clubs and different courses all over the place. That's That goes all summer long. Well, it's terrific, too, because we need to – St. Louis needs to turn out better junior golfers. And, and, and you know, with um, having such a, a great um, uh, professional golf kind of footprint here with the, the PGA Championship in 2018, which is a smashing success at Bell Reef, and now the Ascension Charity Classic up, in New, uh, up at uh, Norwood Hills, we are getting to see the best players in the world at various levels – come in and it's it, this along with what you guys are doing is can kind of round this thing out guys can go see it played at a really high level and kind of get turned on by that yeah i think it's probably a combination of everything you just mentioned there's no doubt about it i have seen the last month way more high school boys out there gearing up for their game for their tryout season coming up in a couple weeks um, than in years past at family golf it's grown a ton Um, you know some of the students that we all teach we're hearing some incredible numbers for the amount of players that are coming out for these teams so I'm sure those coaches are going to are dealing with how are we going to have 60 kids trying out or whatever it might be but we're hearing some astounding numbers as far as just how many kids are trying out for high school golf whether it's freshman through senior, and we see them all day, every day at Family Golf. It's pretty cool, and they're out there grinding on their games till we close. That is really fun because this has been such a strange last three years or so, Blake. Because of the pandemic, our game has just experienced this. We could have never, for at least me personally, never foreseen the boom that we've experienced with, with golf, and it, it had to trickle down to the kids as well. Yeah, I think COVID gave everyone more time, right? Whether they were staying at home or they weren't working or they were out of school or their college was closed down, you know, everyone had a lot more time for stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, we uh, we definitely saw a big surge in our kind of midday, just all day long sort of crowd, but um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, if I'm learning, I have a high school kid and I take up the game during COVID, I'm going to try to get him or her involved too, you know? So I think you're absolutely right. The trickle down is, has definitely happened. Blake, thank you so much for visiting with me. Tell the folks again how they can reach out to you, how they can get a lesson, how they can hang out and uh, get better at their game. Yeah, absolutely. My email is Blake, B-L-A-K-E, at FamilyGolfOnline.com. You can also visit our website, www.FamilyGolfOnline.com. We have a Learn tab. You can click on that, and it says Meet the Pros. And you have all of our instructors. Click on my name. There's all my information, my email, my online booking tab. Um, pretty simple way to get a hold of us. Not only is Family Golf and Learning Center created an atmosphere and an environment and a facility where you can go scoop the nuts you guys have a great variety of teachers that are going to work out for anyone. You can find someone that's going to mix with your personality and that's going to help you have fun and get better at the game. 
Yeah, no, no doubt. You can click on that same lesson tab. There's an inquiry form. Fill it out. Our director of instruction will match an instructor that's going to fit your needs exactly. So it's a really quick questionnaire, and he's going to find exactly what you know, you're looking for. We have instructors that focus on beginners. We have instructors that focus on advanced, and we have everything in the middle. So um, we'll find someone for you. Blake, congratulations with the Junior League. Congratulations with all you're doing down at Family Golf and Learning Center. And keep rolling, my friend. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it very much. This has been The Back Nine, presented by Pro-Am Golf. We'll make the turn into the clubhouse and head into the 19th hole. That's next on Golf with Jay Delsing. The official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show is the Dean Team. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They provide me, Pearlie, and our families with all of our cars. The reason we went with the Dean Team is because we could trust them. We knew at the Dean Team they were going to take care of us, and they have. They made the entire car buying experience so simple. It was more than just simply selling us a vehicle. The Dean Team made our car buying experience seamless and enjoyable throughout that entire process. The Dean Team has the complete car buying steps done before you head into their showroom. They're ready to answer all your questions and set your mind at ease when buying a vehicle. At the Dean Team, they offer new, pre-owned, and all the services included with your Dean Team purchase. When you're with the Dean Team, they become lifelong friends. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, located at Manchester Road in Kirkwood. The Dean Team. Hey, this is Robert Price with Elite Mind. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delphi. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and techniques technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapist that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSM physicaltherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. This is Jay Delson, and if you're like me, you're always looking for the best ways to improve your game. That means getting the best, most up-to-date equipment you can find in golf. You can find that equipment at Pro-Am Golf. Pro-Am Golf is located in Brentwood, and since Pro-Am Golf opened in 1975, they have been more than just selling golf equipment. Pro-Am Golf is dedicated to helping build your game inside and out. Pro-Am Golf can custom fit all your clubs specifically to your build. They offer private one-on-one lessons and they carry golf gear for every part of your game. That means clubs, balls, shoes, apparel, accessories from all the major brands. I get asked all the time by golfers, 
where should I go get fitted for clubs? And I tell everyone to head to Pro-Am Golf. They're the best in town. And make sure you ask for CJ. That's Pro-Am Golf. Visit ProAmGolfUSA.com. That's ProAmGolfUSA.com. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and let's head to the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. John is with me. We are back, and we are headed into the 19th hole. Uh, thanks for staying with us. All right, so, John, our interview with Blake, he's another one of these young guys so committed to the game and growing the game. I just love it. it, it what an impressive place. They've got quite a stable of, uh, of teachers slash coaches down there. Uh, he sure handled himself very well with you. I can say that much. Well, yeah, and you know, it's probably, it's pretty difficult because I'm an intimidating personality. Apparently not to him, but maybe to some people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he was he was fantastic, and I loved what he was talking about with the Junior League. Their numbers are off the charts, and that is really impressive, John, for being seasonal. You know, there's no kids there from November through for, for, for the most part, March. Yeah, just the whole junior program across the board, that's where my passion, your passion lies anyway. And it's, it's just great to hear how they cater to that and make that happen and make it fun. And in this day and age where the kids are down in their, in their laptops and their iPhones and all that kind of stuff to get them interested in golf, uh, I think is is critical not only for the game but for these kids and these families. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. So our hats off to Blake. Our hats off to my buddy Adam Betts, who is the proprietor down at Family Golf and Learning Centers. Folks, stop by there, check it out. State of the art place. There's very few places that can touch Family Golf and Learning Centers in this uh, Midwestern region. I know that. Um, the folks at Tower T have done a great job. Family Golf and Learning Center took it to the next level, and it's really impressive. All right, John, let's talk a little bit. I know you've got some interesting stuff about <clears throat> LIV that's going on. Um, we want to talk a little bit about Brooks Kepka, who's now considering defecting and wanting to come back to the PGA Tour. Wow. This thing, this thing is just like the uh, the story that never ends. Well, but it's getting a little bit curiouser and curiouser, I believe, Jay. I mean, some of the hi- highlights and the headlines I'm seeing is live golfers are struggling to keep sponsors. You know, you got these relationships that the uh, players have with different clothing companies, equipment companies, et cetera, that have lasted 5, 10, 15 years. And these things are going away now. But you can just imagine the sponsor when they were on primetime TV for hours at a time in the past, and now they're on live somewhere tv or nowhere tv and you know in in embroiled in controversy versus kind of the squeaky clean image of the pga tour you just kind of wonder where this thing's headed it 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 does not seem to have momentum in the right direction i I don't know what else you've heard but that's the way i'm feeling about it i don't know john if you got to see the netflix series full swing but i've watched the first three or four uh segments of it and ian polters was extremely interesting and the fact that he jumped, I mean, John, some of these guys are playing such lousy golf. Brooks Kefko couldn't make an eight-footer with five or six or seven attempts at the same putt while he was putting. His confidence, while they shot this full swing thing, in my opinion, all-time low. And, and he just made himself, uh, he did no favors, in my opinion, on, on, on his image and what that looked like. The whole thing seems to me to be unraveling the image part is weird they've based why they've gone for a 
reason that none of them wanted to state it's for the money and it's okay if it's for the money just say it's for the money their their goals in front of them they're all multi-millionaires many times over what are they playing for they're just it's exhibition golf is i think that's what tom watson called it in one of one of your interviews i don't know what to think about it i want to say unfortunate but you know what they made a decision they made millions of dollars move on the the pga show as it as it stands now still has plenty of talent Plenty of interest. I think it's been fascinating watching this early year golf on the PGA Tour. And and bluntly, I like several of the guys that went to live, but I, I really don't miss any of those guys I, from from a spectator standpoint. And you know, I watch too much golf. I just I, I truly don't miss them. No, it's interesting, John. And then this is a perfect segue into John Rahm and, and Max Homa. I mean, the two best players on the PGA Tour right now battled it out at Riviera, and I loved. What Max Homa said. I mean, Max Homa left it all out at Riv, and he really, really struggled with his driver, especially on Sunday, John. But John Rahm is he is in terms of of kind of a rocket ship that is headed in the right direction. I am so impressed with his ability to manage himself, Pearly, because as a young man, we saw him blow up and unravel in the first couple holes of an event. And then that event was history for him. What was it about a year and a half ago? He started getting control of that. It's still a huge challenge for him as he admits. And as we can see watching him, but yeah, the guy's taking huge steps. Jay, other than tiger, have you ever seen anybody play with more confidence than John Rom from a consistent week in week out basis? No, I think right now I would absolutely say that. I mean, I, I, I would say I'd have to throw Phil in that mix. I mean, Phil won 45 times in six major championships. And so he was, you know, he exudes, he, he has actually, actually more confidence than he probably <laughs> Probably well, should, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, you point. know, yeah, but uh, but but um, in terms of that golf, because John, John Rom has got a very homemade-ish putting stroke. It is not what I would call more, more classic modern day. You know, he's got a little pop in there. He's got a little wrist action in there, and and he is absolutely standing up on every tee trying to eliminate the left side of the golf course, you know, with these hard hard fades, hits probably two double crosses a day, John, and, and it appears unfazed by it. I was a guy that lived in that double cross world. Those things unravel you, man. Yeah, they don't seem to unravel him. And back to the confidence, I guess confidence that a person has earned and, and should have. I don't, I don't necessarily see him overconfident. I love the fact that he's got more control of his emotions. But I, I'm kind of with you, too. It's the, that whole age of, you know, you can't survive the big miss. Scotty Scheffler has the big miss. John Rahm has the big miss. Jordan Spieth has the big miss. And they're all winners. It's it's uh, it's amazing how, how things have changed out there. You and I have talked about that forever. Everybody's train falls off the rails. It's who can pop it back on quickest and, and, and you know, kind of do damage control while it's off. Well, that, that's everything. That's everything that the greats are. And, you know, some of the greatest of all time would, would go out there knowing they didn't have their game, but they still found a way. Lee Trevino did that for sure. Greg Norman talks about that a lot and said, listen, when I don't have a game, then it's interesting to me. Can I still shoot 68 when I can't hit the ball where I want to hit it? That's just a whole different attitude that most of us have never even understood. You had to understand that to be able to play the tour all those years. There's just going to be days and weeks where it just doesn't feel right. 
and you can't afford to just go home or just miss cuts, somehow you have to get it done. And he's the type that gets it done. Yeah, he's doing it at such a high level. That it's great to see. And, John, you know what else is great to see? We're finished with another show. Thanks so much for joining me, Pearl. Enjoyed it very much, Jay. Folks, we will be back at you next week with more of Golf with Jay Delson. Hit him straight, St. Louis. Hey, do you like wine? Have you heard about the hottest new wine bar in St. Louis? It's called Wild Crush Wine Bar, and it's located in town and country on Clayton Road just behind the Strops. Have you ever experienced self-dispensing wine machines? Well, they are here. The only place in St. Louis and most of Missouri that you'll find them, and it's at Wild Crush. You can choose your size of pour, and Wild Crush will pour the freshest wine in the area for you. The organic argon gas system used at Wild Crush keeps this wine pristinely fresh for up to 60 days. So if you're tired of drinking wine that's been open for a few days, come into Wild Crush for the best and freshest wine selection in the area. Go to wildcrushstl.com and come have one with us. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. Thank you.